You're listening to the Ion New York podcast for Wednesday, October 24th, 2018. I'm Robert Harding, the Citizen's Political Reporter, and this podcast is presented by The Citizen. Uh, today I will be recapping the Cuomo Molinero one-on-one gubernatorial debate uh, that was last night. Uh, but first, I want to mention that uh, I will have interviews with each of the candidates in the 24th Congressional District and 50th State Senate District race uh, for this podcast. Uh, yesterday, uh, I recorded interviews with the Democratic candidates in those races, uh, John Mannion and Dana Balter. Uh, uh, Balter, of course, the New York 24 Democratic candidate, uh, her interview will drop uh, tomorrow, Thursday, and then Mannion's will uh, come on Friday is the plan. So uh, the next two days, uh, you'll hear less from me and more of the candidates in those races. I have interviews on Thursday and Friday, not for the podcast just yet. Uh, That's not when I'm publishing them, but Thursday and Friday, uh, I will have interviews with uh, Bob Antonacci, who's the Republican candidate in the 50th Senate District race. Uh, And then on Friday, Uh, talking with uh, Congressman John Katko, who, of course, is the incumbent uh, Republican representative uh, here in the 24th District. Uh, Both of those will uh, be, uh, uh, we will have future podcast episodes uh, with those interviews. In all likelihood, uh, I'll save those for uh, Monday and Tuesday of next week. So uh, Thursday, Friday this week, uh, back-to-back, Dana Balter tomorrow, John Mannion on Friday, uh, then come Monday and Tuesday, we will have uh, John Katko and uh, Bob Antonacci. Haven't decided the order yet how we'll, how we'll do that, but uh, I'll certainly keep you posted uh, on when those will run. Uh, so uh, excited about that. Uh, that was my hope uh, all along is to get, uh, especially those two races, uh, important races uh, here in central New York, and uh, wanted to get uh, wanted to get those interviews, and so uh, it was actually uh, kind of serves two purposes. One, uh, it's it's the material uh, that I'll use for my race preview stories, uh, but also uh, getting those interviews for the podcast. And then they're extended interviews. These aren't uh, ten minute interviews. Uh, I think with Balter, uh, we chatted for. Uh, 40 to 45 minutes, I believe. So it was, you know, we covered a lot of ground, all issue focused, uh, didn't get into the nitty gritty of the back and forth with the TV ads and, you know, the different, um, you know, claims that have been levied against one campaign or the other. Uh, wanted to keep it issue focused, you know, health care, taxes, immigration, etc. So, um, uh, so that's what we'll do for, you know, especially with the congressional races, uh, the state-level races, some different different issues to talk about there, although there is some overlap. But um, uh, but for the Mannion-Antonacci uh, conversations, uh, a little bit of a different um, uh, lineup in terms of the issues and, and the questions. But, uh, again, issue-focused discussions, that's what I wanted to do. And with Balter and Mannion, those are set. Those will run later this week. Uh, early next week, we'll have Catco uh, and Antonacci. So uh, look forward to that. Uh, should be uh, should be inf- informative, uh, which is the goal here. Uh, and uh, certainly, uh, certainly with these podcasts, uh, I think 
leading up to election day. You know, we're less than two weeks out now. Uh, that's it's ideal to have uh, more information. I think if you're if you're a voter, so hopefully that helps uh, in the educational process, especially for you uh, undecided voters out there. Uh, hope to give you as much information as possible about the candidates leading up to election day, uh, so that you can make a decision. But the topic I'll be discussing today, as I mentioned at the top, is the gubernatorial debate. Uh, this was hosted by WCBS uh, again, uh, the uh, same network that hosted the gubernatorial debate between Governor Cuomo and Cynthia Nixon during the Democratic primary. It did air statewide, so it was shown here uh, in central New York. Uh, CNY Central picked it up and aired it on the CW Channel 6, I believe. Um, but uh, one-hour debate, one-on-one, uh, it's possible that uh, I know that there was, a, I believe the League of Women Voters uh, has organized a debate with all of the gubernatorial candidates. I don't know if Cuomo's accepted, but everybody else has Molinaro, uh, Stephanie Miner, who's running on the Serve America movement line, uh, Libertarian Party candidate Larry Sharp, and then, of course, Green Party candidate Howie Hawkins. Uh, they they all have accepted. Um, not sure as of this recording if Cuomo has or not, but uh, uh, certainly uh, there, at least for one of the candidates who participated last night, there may be another opportunity uh, to debate. Um, I, I would expect uh, Cuomo will take that uh, opportunity, uh, but we'll see, especially after last night. Uh, One-hour debate, as I mentioned, and really it was a, a lot of clashing. I, I think uh, uh, there wasn't uh, too much, uh, in terms of the issues, You know, there wasn't a whole lot of uh, education there uh, for folks, and uh, I think part of that lies with the the moderators and the network, uh, I think uh, WCBS, quite frankly, has shown that it's ill-equipped uh, to hold such a forum. I think the, if you look around the state, there are you know, many other uh, networks and platforms that are used to holding these things that uh, would, be, would be better off. Uh, look no further than Spectrum News. You know, they have a whole statewide state political news show. And Liz Benjamin, who hosts that show, uh, she's moderated her fair share of debates. Um, there's anchors around the state who have moderated debates um, and certainly would do uh, their homework a lot better uh, than the WCBS anchors did, uh, that's for sure. And uh, they would moderate a debate a lot better than the CB WCBS anchors did. So uh, I think that was, uh, that was a problem that lingered throughout the the rules were unclear. They were mentioned at the top, and yet, you know, the, a question would be put forth to one candidate, and then they would turn to the other and say, "Oh, you have thirty seconds or fifteen seconds." Well, I, I don't know how that's fair. Uh, <laughs> if you're if you're looking for the view, uh, you know, I could see it if it's direct if the question is worded and directed at one candidate. But if you're asking a broad question that you want both candidates to answer, they should get equal time. And so it didn't seem like it was well organized uh, from the start. Uh, Governor Cuomo uh, talked over not just his opponent, Mark Molinaro, the Republican nominee, but over the moderators. Uh, a good moderator would have shut that down right away. Um, and again, 
you know, uh, with some of these networks, I don't get why you have to have multiple moderators. If you have a good anchor, a uh, good reporter who can do this, uh, then let them uh, do the job. I think uh, New York One uh, with Errol Lewis over the years, uh, he's he's done solo debates. Certainly they've had uh, multiple moderators as well, but he's done solo debates where he's handled it uh, just fine. Uh, and, uh, you know, I've seen debates uh, across the state where different anchors have uh, hosted them solo and, and it works out just fine. I think, you know, right here uh, in central New York, I think of Dan Cummings uh, at News Channel 9. Uh, he's moderated uh, many a debate uh, and, you know, runs a tight ship and uh, keeps things going. And, and, you know, for the most part, I think it's fair to say uh, focuses on the issues and is well prepared and, you know, is well organized. So, uh, it was just, to me, watching that, uh, it was hard to, uh, well, quite frankly, it was hard to watch because the, the uh, it, there, it was basically an hour-long shouting match, uh, and, you know, there were, uh, uh, there were a lot of claims being thrown around. I, I, as I watched it, I watched it later after I wasn't in the debate room yesterday, uh, and so for the taping in New York City... Uh, and I didn't watch it at 7 o'clock. I was busy writing a story. So I watched it online later and tweeted out some thoughts uh, on it, especially uh, some, of the, uh, some of the claims made by the governor uh, and uh, fact-checked those uh, on the spot. So, uh, But I, I just thought that it wasn't well organized. You could tell that this was rushed, uh, and I don't think that that's best for democracy, and it certainly wasn't best for the debate, and I think it, quite frankly, uh, uh, didn't serve the candidates well either, uh, given that the format was chaotic and really it only allowed for, you know, a back-and-forth, uh, you know, bashing and not so much uh, focus on, on the substance, unfortunately. If, if you're a voter, if you're an undecided voter, I, I don't know what you learned from that debate last night, uh, and uh, that's unfortunate. Uh, you know, a lot, I have seen a lot of people talk about uh, the lack of focus on Upstate again, not surprised. <laughs> uh, after after the first debate, not surprised uh, that WCBS hosted. And, um, you know, I, I don't know how complicated this has to be. Uh, as I've mentioned before, you know, when candidates come and sit in uh, this office here in Auburn, I ask them questions about things like the MTA, and, uh, you know, issues that affect the whole state. And certainly, you know, in WCBS's defense, they did ask questions uh, at times that uh, would affect the whole state. The opioid crisis came up, for example. Uh, but, um, you know, there, there are regional specific issues that you need to know about, uh, not only if you're running for office, but if you're asking those who are running for office about these issues, uh, it's important. Certainly the MTA uh, is a major expenditure and a major issue that needs to be addressed. It's all part of this conversation about infrastructure uh, here in New York. Uh, the governor, uh, you know, in fairness to him, you know, rightfully so, deserves credit. You know, he mentioned the focus on the airports, uh, which is great. You know, Syracuse has benefited uh, from that. They're getting a facelift uh, for their terminal and, you um, uh, bringing it into the 21st century, but uh, certainly there's other infra infrastructure needs out there. 
and uh, the MTA and the subway uh, in the New York City uh, region really uh, is is one of those issues. Uh, it needs to be uh, it needs to be tackled. Uh, the state needs to uh, put more of a focus on it, more of an emphasis. And uh, it did come up last night. But my point with that is that you know when. Uh, Mark Molinaro was in here uh, last week for the podcast I recorded with him uh, that ran last Thursday, uh, uh, or late, late last week. Uh, you know, the MTA and infrastructure as a whole came up uh, during that conversation. So, you know, I, I don't know how difficult it is uh, to prepare, and the only upstate-centric question that was asked last night was about the Buffalo Bills uh, stadium situation. Now, look, I'm a Bills fan. Uh, I am aware, uh, fully aware of their uh, stadium situation. Uh, New Era Field is where they play. Uh, There has been chatter about, okay, well, are are they going to do another round of renovations at some point, or are they just going to build a new stadium? Uh, To take you back, you know, four years ago, uh, somewhere in that neighborhood, uh, they they agreed to do 130 million dollars in renovations, I believe it was, uh, to upgrade the stadium, uh, and they did that. But uh, you know the conversation going forward was, well, are we going to throw more money into this stadium, or are we just going to build a new one? Because at some point it gets ridiculous to spend those sums of money uh, when you could just build a new one. The question about building a new one though is who's going to finance that? And one thing that I don't think the uh, moderators last night uh, did their homework on or took into consideration is that the bills have even said that they're waiting until after this election, you know, going into 2019 to even start those conversations about it. Um, uh, It could be in part because they, in the past, they've worked with Governor Cuomo, Uh, the team has, uh, on this subject, and so uh, you know, one could look at that and say, well, they probably want to make sure he wins, uh, you know, before they start talking about and making plans for uh, any anything else. But even Governor Cuomo said last night, uh, new stadium is not on his radar. But uh, my issue with that question is that uh, it was the only upstate-centric question. It came in the last five minutes of the debate, I believe, uh, at least according to the uh, according to the video that I watched. Uh, it was in like the 51st or 52nd minute, and uh, it was near the tail end. It was a, at that point, it was just kind of a throwaway question right before the ridiculous lightning round questions, which pro tip for moderators, don't even waste your time with those stupid questions. If you can't come up with, you know, issue-based uh, questions that are substantive that help voters make up their minds, you know, maybe you shouldn't be in this profession. Uh, but uh, I think uh, I think the mistake made with the bills question is that uh, that's not in terms of upstate issues. Uh, I I don't even think that's in the top fifty. Um, <laughs> Uh, I think uh, I think you could have come up with a, a lot of different ones. Whether it's stopping, you know, the, the, there was talk about uh, in some of the candidates' responses about the out migration of people 
but it never came up in, in a question, I think, about um, you know how to stop that, especially in upstate New York, where that's where most of the people are leaving from. Uh, many of pe- many of the people are leaving from. Uh, how do how do you stop that? And there really wasn't a question uh, aimed at that. Um, you know, some of the other questions that could have come up. Uh, I think I think taxes came up to some degree, uh, but again, I think that was driven uh, mostly by the candidates. Uh, it would have been nice to hear a question about. Okay, there's there's a property tax cap in place at the moment, but clearly more needs to be done in that area. Uh, what more would you do as governor uh, to do that? And certainly, it's a great question for Governor Cuomo because uh, he he was the one uh, one of the leading proponents of the property tax cap, if not the leading proponent of it. And uh, what more can be done? Because clearly, you know, property taxes. Uh, remain a problem, uh, and I think both candidates acknowledged that last night. But it would have been better to, you know, f- w- put that into a question and say, you know, what are you going to do about this? You know, if you're if you're governor, and certainly, you know, Governor Cuomo, uh, you know, hasn't revealed a whole lot about what he wants to see out of a third term. Uh, would have been a, a great question for him, uh, and certainly a great question for Mark Molinaro as well. If if he wins, how, how would he tackle this problem? Um, and I think he, you know, he did say, he did kind of outline his plan a little bit, but still, uh, you know, it should be worded in, in, the, in the form of a question and uh, it shouldn't fall to the candidates to have to uh, put this out there themselves because they're not getting asked these questions. Uh, but there's a whole host of, of uh, these uh, issue-related questions. Water quality is a big one, and uh, certainly here in the Finger Lakes, uh, we know about that, uh, Owasco Lake, Skinny Atlas Lake, uh, and uh, but even when you go down uh, downstate, you know Long Island has problems with algal blooms and uh, different water quality problems there. Certainly, it, it it does extend into New York City and part you know some downstate counties as well. Uh, so, you know, this isn't an issue that's limited to just upstate. That could have been a statewide question that they ask. So. Uh, you know, the, these are examples of things that uh, that I thought were missed, and you know, just how uh, the debate was carried out, I think, was a disservice to to viewers, to voters. Um, you know, these things should be organized. Uh, the rules should be clear. The moderators need to get control of the debate. Uh, and last night, uh, that wasn't the case. It was uh, it was just a jumbled mess, um, and. It was, it was at times difficult to watch because uh, a lot of the back and forth, you know, the Cuomo, uh, you know, kept hammering Molinaro on, you know, supporting Trump. You know, do you support Trump? Do you support Trump? And, you know, the moderators are just kind of sitting there, not not intervening, not, you know, stopping him. And, you know, he that, that shouldn't be how debates are carried out. Um, you know, there, there needs to be uh, a moderator who says point blank, shut up. It's time to talk about the issues. Um, but we didn't get that last night. So all in all, I, I thought that it, uh, again, it was a disservice to voters. Uh, I, I don't think that uh, people learned a whole lot from that. Hopefully, uh, this League of Women Voters uh, debate that's being organized is a little bit more educational. And I can say... You know, and it's a credit to 
the minor party candidates in the state, I think, that uh, uh, they do have a lot of issues that they want to talk about. They don't like to get into these side kind of uh, discussions and, you know, who supports Trump and who's a, you know, uh, a socialist and all this other stuff. Uh, they they want to focus on uh, their issues and their platform, uh, and that's credit to Libertarian Party candidate Larry Sharp, uh, Green Party candidate Howie Hawkins, Stephanie Miner on the Serve America movement line. Um, you're talking about three individuals who, uh, in my conversations with them, uh, not just in this race but over the years, uh, they've uh, – uh, when they when they talk, it's about the issues. They're not interested in these personal, you know, duels of sorts. So, uh, so hopefully that one is uh, is a bit more substantive and uh, better moderated. Uh, but I'll leave it there. Uh, enough ranting about that debate last night. Uh, I think there was enough ranting during the debate last night. So, uh, but I'll 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 wrap that up. Uh, again uh, tomorrow. I'll have an interview with Democratic congressional candidate Dana Balter, who's running in the 24th district. Uh, Friday, uh, interview with John Mannion, the Democratic candidate in the 50th state Senate district. And then come Monday and Tuesday, again, haven't decided which order uh, they'll go in, uh, but uh, we'll have Republican state Senate candidate Bob Antonacci and uh, Republican congressman John Katko, uh, uh, those podcast interviews. Uh, coming up here within the next week, uh, within the next uh, five, six days. So looking forward to that. Uh, should be fun. Uh, there are, uh, I, I do have a couple of things planned for this weekend. Uh, I'll be covering uh, Ezra Klein, who uh, uh, is one of the leaders of the Indivisible Movement, is coming to central New York uh, to campaign in support of Dana Balter. And so I'll be... Uh, I'll be sitting down with him for an interview at some point. Uh, also, uh, on Sunday, my preview story, uh, preview stories, I should say, for the 50th Senate District race will run. Again, the candidates there, Bob Antonacci on the Republican side, John Mannion on the Democratic side. Uh, so uh, both of those stories will run. Uh, the idea with those two is that um, I'll have, you know, kind of profiles uh, outlining you know, some of the basic uh, positions and uh, views uh, of the candidates. Uh, but also uh, with that, I'll have kind of a separate issue piece uh, on the issues uh, outlining, you know, eight, ten issues uh, that the candidates uh, uh, have shared their views on. And so that should be, I hope, uh, much like the podcast interviews, uh, informative uh, for folks out there. So uh, look forward to that uh, this weekend and certainly look forward to getting those podcast interviews out there as well. And again, first one uh, will run tomorrow uh, with Dana Balter's conversation. Uh, so uh, thanks so much for joining me today. Again, we'll be back Thursday uh, with another edition of the podcast and an interview uh, with Dana Balter. Thanks so much for listening.